Hello, you're listening to Strumpet Radio Hour, the podcast for strumpets, trollops, and tarts worldwide. I'm Bean, and this and is I'm how Susie. I talk. Okay. So shut up, I wasn't done. Oh god, that was embarrassing. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Are you done? Um, yes. Okay, I'm Susie. Um, thought we were just doing the intro like we normally do, mm-hmm. but Bean had to keep talking. Had to make it sexy. Had to make it hot. Okay, this is why I can't come with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the perfect intro to everything else. <laughs> You're not okay. <laughs> no, I have been saying this. <laughs> since day one. I've been saying this since day one. I say I'm not okay. I need help. But everyone's like, Bean, you're so quirky. You're so funny. You should go on so stage funny. and say that. That's what they tell you. You're so quirky and funny. <laughs> That's good. That's I don't I don't think that's true actually. Wait, is this registering? I need to be way closer. Oh yeah, there you go. She said, uh, "No, there's actually nothing wrong with you. You're just quirky." (laughs) You're just quirky. I said, "Oh, thank you so much." That's what they say when they want to get you out of their office. They like have (laughs) another patient coming. They're like, "You're actually fine. Just get out." You're fine. You're you're just you're just you're just a goofball. You're just a little goofball. We've all been there. Yeah, I am. I we can talk about. Um, our terrible experiences with mental, mental health, mental health treatment, treatment. Cause um, that's a I, hot topic. It's, it's going on right now for both of us. I've been. I finally got a psychiatry appointment booked for March first. Um, yes. For the record, it is currently February seventh, and I've been <laughs> trying to do this. Basically, I don't know. It's got to be going on month four now. Where I'm like, oh no, my ADHD, you know, fucking Hannah Gatsby has a bit about how, like, doctors love when you know what's wrong with you and you're just trying to get them to diagnose you with it. But that's where I'm at. I'm like, okay, my ADHD's so bad that I'm, like, literally afraid I'm going to, like, have bad consequences. Like, I'm going to miss rent or I'm going to lose a job or something. Like, it feels like it's getting to that point. And I started thinking about this in, like, November. (sighs) I got an appointment for February 1st for, like, a primary care provider. And I was like, perfect. They'll be able to give me a referral. Worst doctor. This was worse than having my pussy operated (gasps) on without anesthesia. Oh, my God. Three times. Like, I got there. And I was like, yeah, I want to talk about, like, mental health. I'm in some mental distress. Which also. Sorry, I'm, like, going off. but Go off. (laughs) Go off. Nothing makes you feel stupider than, like, being in a clinical setting and explaining your mental health issues. I was like, yeah, so I can't do my laundry. And, like, sometimes I don't eat because I know I'll have to wash a fork first and that feels insurmountable. Mm-hmm. And she's just, like, typing on her computer, like, mm-hmm, okay. And then they're always trying to throw fucking, okay, this is also a bit I'm trying to work on. Hey, hey, hey it's all hey. coming out. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, like, you have to bat away depression diagnoses left and right. It's like the new hysteria, you know? <laughs> They're like, you're hysterical, you're depressed. And I'm like, I swear to God, I'm not depressed. Like, I've been depressed. I'm a very driven, motivated, and excited person, and I just can't get things done. So anyway, she, like, listened to me talk for five minutes max, maybe. Probably not even that. Probably, like, three minutes. She said, okay, I don't do ADHD evaluations. So I was expecting she would give me a referral to a psychiatrist because that's why I came there. 
And she said, but here, I'll print you out a list of places you can go to and call. She hands me this list. I'm going through it and I'm I've, like, I've been, I'm, I'm like three to four months into this process. I know all these places. I know that they don't take insurance, take my insurance, or they have a wait list of like two months. And um, like, I'm not even exaggerating as I'm still reading this list. Like I'm looking down at the list still that she just handed to me. She says, okay, have a great day and leaves the <laughs> fucking room. I didn't even get it was it was like My and God, I paid dude. $60 in Uber <gasps> fares to get to this clinic. So anyway, God, I would have shot that place up. No joke. <laughs> I was shot time. There's still fucking time. <laughs> Probably should. That, that was a joke. Everyone. Guys, that was a joke. FBI, that was a joke. Ever Susie heard of humor? He doesn't have a gun yet, so don't have to. Not wait. yet. They won't yeah. give me one. So anyway, I'm sorry that I started the episode ranting about that for 3 minutes. I do have a psychiatrist appointment. I found my friend literally was like, go to my psychiatrist. They'll probably take your parents' insurance. I was like, okay. So. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the way you get it. You got to go in there, get the appointment. And mm-hmm. then like at the end, you hand them your insurance card. And if they say, we can't take this, you say, that's too bad. I already got the service. Bye. Too fucking bad. And then they're like, well, you can't have your medication. I'm like, hold on. I'm sorry. <laughs> Never mind, that was a joke. But Here's I said four hundred dollars cash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that's horrific, though. I mean, it's yeah, such a real experience. Really oh, so I was just gonna add the the final detail, which was like it was yes. really sad too, because I booked that appointment in like the beginning of January, so I had been like not getting on other wait lists because I thought this would be the avenue to a referral. Anyway, carry on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and not to like. Not to sound like an insane anti-vaxxer, but sometimes I do have these experiences with doctors where I'm like, they're letting anyone be a doctor, aren't they? Like, because, (laughs) like, bedside manner and just, like, the ability to listen is, like, not there in them. And they're just Mm -hmm. like, yeah, okay, bye. And you're you're just like, I am unwell. (laughs) Like, this is, like, bad. And I, I also feel like I can't express that very well. Because I I can't sit down and like cry on command or anything, so I'm just sitting there like, yeah, I'm really afraid of for my future. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, sure you are. You just want you just want fucking Adderall. You just want some street Addies, don't you? That's what you want. (laughs) You want to sell Addies on the street. You want to sell Addies to first graders, don't you? Yeah, yeah, you. You're trying to troll (laughs) the middle schools and get them hooked, aren't you? Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, it's it's not scary. Um, yeah. it, it's a perfect segue for what's going on in my life today mm-hmm. because I am a foolish little girl. Uh, because I I had this like appointment with the primary care provider I saw one time that for whatever reason they they scheduled me for a follow up appointment like six months later for no clear reason. They just right. did that. You know, sure. they're like, oh, come in every six months and. So I go to this appointment because if I cancel it, I I had forgotten about it. And if I cancel it, I will get charged money. So I'm like, I guess I'll just go in there. And so I went and like, I like my primary care. Like she's fine, but she was like, uh, just kind of asking me how I was. And I'm like, to be honest, I hate my life right now. I'm (laughs) going to quit my job. Um, Cause you know, I just decided to open up a little bit Mm -hmm. and biggest mistake in my life because she first of all she went through the like depression questionnaire which is like mm-hmm. are you gonna hurt yourself or others yes no maybe I fucking hate that shit yeah. yeah and i just sat there and i'm like no and then she's like do you have a hard time getting up and i'm like yes and she's like well how frequently 
sometimes half the time all the time and i'm like i don't know all the time every day, i don't know every time i sit down yeah <laughs> so then i after doing that she was like you were depressed and i'm like yeah yeah Thank i you. might be mm-hmm. um but like little did i realize that yeah that's a mistake to get a depression diagnosis because they just prescribe you antidepressants but i was already kind of on antidepressants but they they always ask me how they work and i'm like well I don't know. I feel fine. I could probably feel better, but I could probably feel worse. So mm-hmm. I don't know if Wellbutrin's working or not. And they're like, mm-hmm. try this one. So I've been on it for about eight weeks at this point. And it yeah. has hit me that this is the worst decision of my life because uh, I'm on like a Fexer and there's no like, like, uh, like stimulant quality to it at all. So I'm oh. just tired all the time oh. now i'm probably not depressed but boy i fucking am tired every day whereas well butrin there's like a little bit of a stimulant in it a stimming a little simmy in it oh. surprise surprise that's what i need to get up in the morning yes <laughs> and so now i'm stuck on effectser because every everything is like don't quit don't quit cold turkey else you will die but the thing is they do not tell you what the consequences of quitting cold turkey anywhere on the internet. They say, oh, don't do it. But if I look up what are the symptoms, they're like, well, you might have withdrawal symptoms. And I'm like, isn't that normal? Hmm. And so on top of this, I reached out, I sent a message to my, through like the messaging, you know, service or whatever, their weird online portal to scheduling appointments. I sent them a message like five days ago and I was like, I want to quit Effexor and go back in Mobutrin. How can I do so safely? Mm -hmm. Somebody looked at it. No one has responded. Fuck. Tried to call today and um, couldn't get through to anyone because there's no actual number for my specific doctor. It's like, call the hospital office thing and then maybe you'll talk to somebody. And it's like, so I can't even talk specifically to the person that I need to talk to that prescribed me this drug that I'm not supposed to quit on my own. But it's making my life a living hell. So I'd like to get off of it. Yeah. So I'm forced to just kind of um, figure that out. Um so I, I was reading a lot online and thankfully I'm on such a low dosage of it and I haven't been on it for very long that I personally don't have much withdrawal, withdrawal symptoms when I like miss a dose or anything. So I'm like not too concerned about like slowly tapering off of it and just like, okay. like, like taking doses every other day and stuff like that. But it's insane. And on top of that, a couple of days ago, I got a call from my endocrinologist's office, which is, you know, the people that I call for my insulin prescriptions and anything mm-hmm. that I need related to my diabetes. I put in a refill for these sensors, these like continuous glucose monitor sensors. My pharmacy called their office. Their office called me and said, hey, I'm so sorry to tell you this. Dr. Norman passed away. He's oh dead. my God. <laughs> we what? Can, we cannot prescribe you anything at the moment. And I'm like. He's dead. <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh, but that is so like that is so dire. Dude, I know. And like the thing is he was super old. So it wasn't mm-hmm. shocking to me that he died. It was yeah. just like, yeah, this would happen. And then on the phone they're like, Yeah, I'm sorry, so we can't prescribe you anything. Um and like so you might need to like get in contact with a primary care provider to get these prescriptions and i'm like okay i'll just primary do that care providers are such a fucking gamble because i think that was part of the problem like i think i got really unlucky and i got a primary care provider who like did was either like is stigmatized adhd or just like 
didn't want to deal with it. Yeah, I was like, no, was like, no go away. I don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. And and that's the thing is like now I'm like, okay, so wait, I need these things still. And yeah, the same issue. Where, yeah, to live where I'm like, well, who do I call? If I, I call the main number and it gives you a menu of things and none of the mm. things are the thing you need. So I sent them another message on there like, and I'm like, okay, so you literally want me to die. Yeah. That's the vibe I'm getting from everyone that works from in this doctor. Stuff. Like you just, you care about me for the like two minutes you see me. And then like once I'm out of your sight, you're like, okay, this bitch can die. I don't care. That's what it feels I know. like. I know. And I know there's like issues with what is it like emotional burnout and shit right of and course it's a complicated thing but it feels so fucking bad it feels so, so bad. fucking bad um yeah and just yeah. i don't know i feel like you and me too are the type of people that really try to make the process as easy as possible for everyone mm-hmm. we speak to yeah <laughs> so it's just like so hurtful when you're like i need one thing from you can you please get out that little pen and paper and write down the thing that i need from you yes. and they're like mm, i don't think so I don't want to actually. Mm-hmm. It's not my forte. Sorry. <sighs> yeah, it's so fucking. I feel like I've had so many experiences this year, uh, or like in the last year of just like, just uh, like starting to come to turn because everyone tells you that like doctors are actually incompetent all the time, <laughs> but you don't believe it until it happens to you multiple yes. times in a row, and you're like, oh fuck. Yeah. Oh God. And then you you go to also you go to college and you meet med students and you're like, oh, oh yeah, that's uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's literally I'm sorry. That's mean, but it's true. It's true. Sorry. <laughs> no offense to any med students. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but it's it's also like you have to be a kind of insane to go into the field, anyways. Yeah. And you're starting to see what's wrong with them, like yeah. why they went into it. And there's just a lot of like any field. There's a lot of different kind of people. Like for instance, Definitely. I happen to have an amazing fucking gynecologist. Who right. I would die for. I would die for Doc. Light on my life. You should probably bleep out her name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so when you find someone, you gotta hang on to them. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I've learned. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was it was a big mistake moving away from everyone that cared about me because uh, <laughs> now now we're now I'm dying. And no one's gonna help me. Rookie mistake. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah. No, it's it's just. Like, I, I again, like, I'm probably fine, but there's that part of me that's like, this is concerning, though. It's concerning that yeah. there isn't anyone that I can immediately reach out to and be like, can you give me this thing that I really, really need? And they're just, like, not available. No, yeah, that was my issue, too. Like, my part of what drew out the process so much of finding a psychiatrist was that I didn't have a prime, like, my primary care provider was set to someone in a city I haven't lived in in, like, three years. And I could not fucking change it. So it took me a long time to figure out how to do that. And then I finally get there and it's, you know, it's a crapshoot and she hates me. So, (laughs) and then I ended up just booking with a private psychiatrist who happens to be like in network with my parents insurance. And I still don't even know, like I'm going into this appointment and it's possible it'll be covered and it's possible I will owe her $400 at the end. And I have no (laughs) way to fucking know. But at this point I'm like desperate enough that it's like. I need help. I need it. Like, I, I don't have it. any choice. Yeah. No, that's that's it's what it's already comes down a to. month out. So yeah. yeah. It's like, will you even make it then? We don't know. We I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> I just have to not lose my job. Like yeah. I've been missing so many fucking deadlines. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, oh my god. I just have yeah. to not lose my job for like three weeks. That's and it. then, you know, it takes more time. Like, you know, I'll need to 
do the intake appointment. What, shit, do anyway. the work? No, thanks. No. <laughs> it just hurts so bad because I know, like, I see, I see this potential for my life on the horizon. And yeah. I, I, like, I see this, like, these things that I'm capable of. And I know what I need <laughs> to get there. <laughs> and I just can't get it. It's like, and I mean, if I get there and she's like, you actually don't have ADHD, you have OCD, I'd be like, okay, I'm open yeah. to that. But I'm pretty yeah. fucking sure I know what's going on. Like, my yeah. siblings have diagnoses already. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's that's... Been rough. That's the beauty of it. We live in our own, like, flesh suits all yeah. the time. So we kind of know... We have a good idea of what's going on in them. And then mm-hmm. we are forced to beg these people for a little bit of sympathy. Just and to listen they to, us to us. Yeah. Yes, that's yes, why yes, I ended yes, up yes. with this psychiatrist because I, um, a friend of mine's dealing with very similar things, and she was like, and um, she's like fat too, so she always runs into that stigma right. when yes. she's like trying to do <laughs> medical things, and so she was like, I really expected this doctor to like be terrible, but she listened to me and and that's believed good. me, and so you should book with her, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a really yeah. good referral. Like if somebody mm-hmm. is actively has an experience with somebody, I think that that's probably one of the best things you can do because mm-hmm. most of the time you are just like blindly going in and you're like, yeah. okay, <laughs> hi. <laughs> they say something really off putting. Yeah, that's <laughs> that was honestly that was my experience. Rest in peace, damn. Rest in peace. <laughs> he was so sad. <laughs> he was a nice guy. But, mm-hmm. like, every time I would, I mean, he was just stuck in, like, 1975. So, yeah, he just, yeah. like, he would say, he's like, oh, you look beautiful today. And he's like, it's always a good look for us to have attractive young women coming to the office. And I'm like, thank you, sir. Can I, can I read prescription I now? insulin, please? <laughs> <I> insulin? <laughs> he was, like, he's literally. like, holding the insulin. And he's like, who's, who's a good girl? Who's, who's a, a good little girl? girl? <laughs> me. Me. He would always ask me how many times I've been married. I'm like, that's, none. That's so funny. Oh my god. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. start doing that. I know. So you're good. Old dudes do do that. I went to my partner's family and like um his I think great uncle. I don't know how they're related. Maybe just uncle. Uh he like sat between me and my partner's sister, and he's like, "Wow, sitting between two beautiful women." And I was like, "What?" what? I mean, like it's nice. It's yeah, not like problematic, but it's just weird. It's this strange it's thing. Like, okay. Yeah, it's, it's like just an old guy thing. He's like seventy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just not something somebody would do now, and it's no. And it's very telling. And it's also one of those things where I'm like, I'm comfortable in my gender that I I can be like I'm just like whatever mm-hmm. like that's an old man referring yeah. to me as a beautiful young woman but like right. i'm sure there are people that would have that experience and have to go home and cry about it and sure. i under understandably so because it's a very weird one to have to deal with now i also i just feel like i'm not offended but i'm not particularly feel i don't feel particularly complimented either because i'm kind of like i'm I know what I am, and I'm just here, you know? Like, I'm just a person. I'm not My attractive. My teeth are kind of weird. I'm not unattractive, but I wouldn't sit down and be like, wow, sitting between two hotties right now. Like, I'm just, you know, I've been talking to Mac, shout out to Mac, a lot about, like, the body neutrality movement and, like, sure. fleabag feminism, which is okay. just, like, I'm not, like, I, I don't need to love my body like i just need to have it yeah <laughs> like, i don't need to hate it but it's, you live it's in it just, it's my flesh suit 
Yeah. And I've been like really in that mindset lately where I'm like, this is just, I'm, I'm just here. I'm here, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. I have been married twice. Thank you I have been married twice. Listen, how Listen. many marriages you have has nothing to do with how attractive you are. That's that what I've so learned from bestie. so many older people. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I think that uh, being attractive isn't real. Okay. No, no, it's not. It's definitely not. It's not. Well, like it is, but it's not real in the way that we conceptualize it. Because it's so. I don't know. Every person that I've like been seriously into, I was like, with the exception of one. I was at first like they're kind of weird. Like, I don't know. And then something switches and you're like this person is so beautiful. They are so attractive. And that's great. Like that's wonderful. That's how the brain that's how the world is. That's how your brain. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely agree. It it is kind of fun when you like step away from that mm-hmm. and 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 you do realize that cuz I I had okay, so this is me and Brendan have been watching Riverdale lately. Um <sighs> amazing show i didn't give it a chance <laughs> i remember watching it when it like first came on netflix and i was like this is stupid it's about high school this isn't realistic You're i took all that heart. away yeah. yeah it's like i'd sit no i'm just gonna watch it and yeah. and cling to everything it's a gr- it's a great experience but at one point we were talking about the characters and how hot they were and obviously mm-hmm. i can every single woman in that show is gorgeous gorgeous and the men, most of the men, I, they're conventionally like handsome, but I am not attracted to any of okay. them. Okay. I'm so glad you brought this up because there's a concept on TikTok. You might have heard of it of um, <laughs> that I've been talking about with all my friends. So it's a spectrum of, of hot and ugly. Okay. And so there's hot, hot, which is someone who is conventionally hot and also hot. Like okay. You, that you feel attracted to them. Right. Then there's hot, ugly, someone who's conventionally hot. But they see they're ugly, you know. Right. Like you're not yes. something about them. I think my so. favorite example is like Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh god, in modern yeah. times, like, yeah, he's conventionally yeah. attractive, but he's, he's just not. an uggo. I'll say he's, it. He's, not, he's hot, ugly. <laughs> then there's ugly hot, which is my personal preference for right. all people. Yeah, they're like they have unconventional features, but then they're super hot. Right, they're like quote unquote ugly by by conventional standards, right. but that's not true at all. Like when Adam Driver. Them. Right, Great example, yes. Rami Malik. Uh, yeah, Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi, <laughs> me, you. Um, <laughs> so. And then there's the tragic, ugly, ugly, which I don't even like to use because I don't. I, I mean, don't that's know. not. Yeah, it's like not real. It's, like, it's just. It's like Harvey Weinstein, I guess. Ugly, yeah, ugly. like if you're a bad person. Yeah, you yeah. can be ugly, sure. ugly. But like, that's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's no. It's that. That's how it is. And it's just so interesting to be at this point where I'm like, if I were in a circumstance where I saw this person, or like mm-hmm. I was looking to date, and I had to like decide on people to date, none of these attractive men would even like be on my radar. Like I'd just be like, no thanks, I'm good. Like I don't want to. Well, it's different wanna. too. This is something my coworker brought up because I've been. I've literally everyone I meet, I'm like, listen to this. We have to talk about this. Um, <laughs> we talk about this theory. Um. Um, my coworker pointed out that it's like when you see a celebrity and like one, you already know they're a celebrity and two, they're like stylized and like photographed. If you saw them on the street and you didn't recognize them as a famous person, they probably actually wouldn't be as hot. You're right. You know? They wouldn't be. Like They'd if you a didn't know who, yeah, if you didn't know who Leonardo DiCaprio was oh, yeah. and you yeah. saw him walking down the street, you wouldn't look at him and be like, wow, he's beautiful. You know, say why is that ugly man with a twenty-two-year-old woman? 
<laughs> Step away from her. Get away from her. Freak. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's actually so true. I mean that I mean that's probably also part of what it is, is like once you get to this point where you can recognize that, you start to just see celebrities and you're like, Oh, yeah. they're not actually like that hot. They're just everyone's saying they are and you're like, Well it's just to. so like they're like they're you know, like hot and ugly isn't real. It's not real. It's just not. It's not. Like like when you watch Peter or when you watch a Game of Thrones, Peter Dinklage starts to get hot. And it's right. like if you know, that's he's so unconventional in every way. Yeah, yeah, conventional standards would be like, that man's not attractive, but then, like, almost universally, the fandom of that show was like, no, this no, guy. Because he, he is. He it is. happens, all right? I don't know, maybe that's really ableist, but... <laughs> yeah, you are But we already know that about you. Yeah. You're already an ableist. So. I also think that everyone is ableist, you know? Yeah. That's something you have to recognize. I mean, it's kind of like how, like, all white people are, like, racist. It's For like, sure. you, just, you just have to understand that you are and try to think through certain things that you maybe yeah. have immediate reactions to and you're like wait why am i why am i thinking that? i've had like two instances recently where i just said the dumbest shit and i was like why was that like in my brain <laughs> like i was talking about the caste system with my friend from india and he was talking about how like the caste system um exacerbates sexual assault and i was like oh yeah i bet like lower caste men assault higher caste women and he's like well no what and i was like wait why would i think like that's like the like white purity myth like right in my and it's not white because it's in, it's in india but it's like that myth that like that idea of it. Oh, yeah yeah women are in danger from women of high men. value or it's yeah like, no where why was wait that there wait a minute that was crazy of me yeah so, yeah. yeah, I mean that's just what it like is. You happens. you say something and you're like, "Oops, that that was <laughs> like, something that, that was I really fucked up." <laughs> I did not. That's not good. I shouldn't have I'm said so that. So sorry. And I that's what better. that's what makes you different than Joe Rogan, because that yeah. guy will say anything <laughs> and will never once have a second thought about it. God bless. God, God bless. bless you, Joe. I'm sorry. <laughs> Text me back, please. Text me, please. I want to do my corner. Beans anti-Semitic corner. And Spotify won't even, they won't even, like, cut that out. As long as no. you don't say any slurs. Just I'm going to start a podcast called Beans Anti-Semitic Contract. <laughs> <laughs> and the Spotify would be like, do you want a 10-year contract? An <laughs> exclusive contract? And you're like, sign, sign me up. Yeah. I would love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, anyways, we are ableist here. You're yeah. anti-Semitic here. Anti-Semitic. We're classist. We're class. Oh God, we're so classist. I'm. Yeah, I couldn't be more classist. <laughs> classist <laughs> toward billionaires. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is a certain income level that people get to, and I'm like, you are. Get out of here, you it's swine! Like, you can't. You're not relatable anymore. <laughs> you could never, and you could never even be like. There's no way. And it's okay. And like, if you have enough money to not be relatable anymore, stop trying to be relatable. Go hide yeah. in a mansion and yeah. enjoy your life of luxury. Don't don't like rub it in other people's faces. I mean, you know, there's obviously the certain point where it's like, give your fucking money back because there's no humanly there's way you too. ever. But they're not gonna do that. So well, not unless I make them with my gun. Really? Um, that's right, guys. I'm right after you just kidding. That was another joke. Care provider. <laughs> <laughs> I go from the primary care provider right over to Bezos's mansion. And I just, <laughs> I'd You're be a hero. Yeah, I'd be a would. hero. Um. Anyway, <laughs> this episode is Susie's manifesto. <laughs> I yeah. Every day is my manifesto. I'm just like every boiling. Every morning is my Joker moment. 
um it is because getting up is so hard i can't yeah. even okay i i don't want to sidetrack you too much but literally no, please do i was i was at. going on a bad place it's okay i literally like hit my vape to get out of bed <laughs> like that is where i'm at in my life right now and i i am like this is a problem but it is such a symptom it's it's a symptom of such a deeper problem that like it's just, just how it is right now. Just gonna roll with it. There's just nothing I can do right now. And I, I'm judging you obviously because I will. So vaping in bed, cringe. But oh, absolutely. Um, I, I also get that because for me, it's like I every day buy like a six dollar coffee to oh, get yeah. myself to live. Like oh, I'm like, yeah, dude. I'm, I, I'm too tired. Um, the coffee you make at home is shit, and like yes. I'm also in the process of like starting to move, so like I don't. Move. And every so every sad. perishable food item I've ever bought has gone bad before I can use it. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to keep wasting everything. So then I just go and buy a six dollar coffee every day, and I'm like, I don't. I can't afford this you know anymore. What? But hey. I'm gonna you're do it. Treating, while you're treating symptoms, like you have to be kind to yourself. Like you I started, I bought paper or I bought plastic forks. Right. I was like, I'm sorry, sea turtles, but like, <laughs> but I wasn't exaggerating I when I said I skip meals because all my forks are dirty. Like that's the thing. Sometimes and- you have to treat the symptoms imperfectly. Well, you do, and yeah. and like it's it truly is that thing where like you should not blame yourself for that. Like mm-hmm. because uh, while you're buying a plastic fork and feeling bad about it, like oil companies are setting actual rainforest on fire and not blinking an eye and it's like you need to eat and like a plastic fork is gonna solve that problem that's perfect do that for now like whatever you know and it's it's a it's a stretch goal like it's it's like stretch goal stop using plastic forks right main goal see a psychiatrist (laughs) i think i think you need to see the psychiatrist first and then you know yeah at some point along the way you'll say hey i'll pick back up a reusable fork again and that's a future hate. problem, you know? It's it okay. It's okay. How, how it goes. The thing is, though, you're on to a very profound point because there's mm-hmm. a very notorious, like, TikTok person who I, worked as, like, I believe a clinical therapist for a while. Uh-huh. And it's called Struggle Care. I think most people struggle that are on TikTok have, se- have seen her stuff. I'm looking for some struggle care. I mean, Honestly, please. it's not a bad resource. Um, mm-hmm. She just talks a lot about kind of, like, those types of things where she's like, if you are actually, like, inhibited, like, you're not able to do something because there's some, like, weird mental block finding a solution like that is great like just find the thing that you can get yourself to do and like Mm -hmm. do that and her whole thing is like making everything like morally neutral so like having a messy room or a messy house is morally Morally neutral neutral. uh you know oh there's mold on some dishes in your room that's like morally you're not a bad person you just like are in a circumstance where that's happening bro okay i love that you brought up mold um <laughs> my I, brain did <laughs> yeah your brain it's in there i uh um part of my pit of executive dysfunction was just that my room was never fully unpacked i moved here right. in september and my room was never fully unpacked i started with an uphill battle because i had too much i was moving from this apartment right i kept all of the shit in the breakup because he didn't want to deal with it <laughs> uh, so moving from this apartment to a tiny room I had too much stuff to begin with for the room. And so it was just like day one hoarder's room. Yeah. And um, it was so bad. Like it was just impairing everything that I, everything in my life. And so I like kind of freaked out on, I think it was Friday. I got high on Thursday. I got high. I hate weed. I was like, I'm going to do weed. And then I was like, I'm freaking out. (laughs) Um, 
So after that, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do my work today. I'm not going to do my school. I'm just going to clean my room. And every time I hit a mental block, I'm just going to like force my way through it. So okay. I spent like eight hours cleaning my room. And um, at one point I found a mug uh, that had coffee in it. And that had had coffee in it at one point, probably like two right. months ago. And there was right. so much mold in it. I said, you know what? I'm not attached to this mug. No, and I threw it away. You chuck it. You say that's so I'm, fine. This mug was probably twenty dollars because it was a night. It was like a metal okay. insulated mug, but I was okay. like, you know what? That's not worth it. It's it's not. I have to. I gotta move forward. <laughs> gotta move on. <laughs> yeah, so. absolutely. So no, like that's that's a big thing too. Yeah, is mm-hmm. like the guilt over like throwing away things. But got so many Tupperwares. I'm just like, you know oh. what? Bye. This I don't Tupperware, need you. especially plastic Tupperware. Oh, God, It'll sink forever. It's anyway. gonna be. Yeah, it's like ruined. It's like yeah. okay. And it's like one day, maybe it's if like I'm s- together, I can get some some glass shit yes. that I always clean out, you know. But like yes. that's not me right now. That's not who I am. No, I do away. have. I did. Um, probably the only good decision I've ever made when I moved out. I was like, we're not buying any plastic Tupperware, and we just like saved up for Pyrex, and it's so worth it. Yeah, it's so much easier to clean. But, but then what if expensive. I leave something in the Pyrex that gets really moldy and then I don't want to clean it up? What do I well, do? It's just easier to clean glass. Like you can just scrape it out. I feel like plastic it like sticks and like it the co- and like colors will like stain the plastic and I don't yes. know. I just hate plastic. But you're forgetting that like I'm afraid. To no, open I know. I mean, it was, I know. <laughs> I want to throw it out. You can still do it. You can still do that too. It's fine. <laughs> I threw out. It was a nice mug that I threw away, and I have no regrets. Yeah, that's sometimes you just gotta. You gotta. I, I think. Yeah, I think that's a good just sort of parable for how I live my entire life. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not attached to this. The, usually the people in your life you're usually like, I'm yeah not i'm like susie's kind of moldy right now she's kind of moldy mm. it kind of grossed me out to look at her i'm just gonna um, toss it, toss it greasy. Kinda stinky. Yuck. Yuck, 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 yuck. no that's good though and i'm proud of you for doing that and just yes. you know like yeah if you can do something that that does make existing easier i support it um thank you and i did yeah. clean my, the shit out of my room that's like, it was great. crazy i threw that's away great. like four garbage bags of stuff i was that's like you know what i'm never gonna sell epic. this throwing it away that's another one is like mm-hmm. the i need to get rid of this somehow mm-hmm. but i don't want to throw it away but how am i gonna get rid of this and it's like okay at some point you just need to throw it away <laughs> no i'm down to one bin of stuff that i'm like i should probably donate this because right. i shouldn't throw all of this away but right i don't know guys baby steps baby steps steps and it really was an interesting exercise especially now that i'm recognizing these patterns in my life as mental illness instead of just like my personality mental illness illness. i was like okay i'm gonna hit a like these patterns are predictable i'm gonna start doing something and then i'm gonna like think of the next five things i need to do and then i'm gonna get overwhelmed and i'm gonna freeze (laughs) up and it's like every time that happens i was like Okay, just do something. Like, just, just do move it. your body. And it was so exhausting, but I got through it. And it's like, I can't do that all the time. That's why no, I need help. But, it's unsustainable. Yeah. But for this day, it worked. And I did it. Now my room is pretty clean. No, that's such a such an insightful point. Because I, I also realized that... So I, I've been in the habit with the last mm-hmm. several of my jobs where, like, I work them for six months and then I quit. Ooh, love it. Yeah, and that it dawned on me that that's effectively what i am doing is like i am just pushing off every instinct of my of my brain to like 
Like, I can't do this. Like, I don't want to get up early. I don't want to do all these tasks. I don't want to continue interacting with people I don't want to interact with. Mm -hmm. But, like, I can push that out of my brain for quite a while and, like, do the job because I'm, like, so determined to do the job. But without fail, I cannot sustainably do that for long periods of time. So then I have to quit. Like, it always culminates. And then I'm, like, I have to quit my job. Mm -hmm. And then I have this, like, several-month, like, whiplash where I'm just, like, sleeping all day because I'm, like why i was literally getting up at six in the morning why can't i get up until 11 a.m and it's like because you weren't this is not you're not a 6 a.m person like you just can't do that (laughs) i'm just like yeah you know it's it's an interesting it's an interesting realization being like okay there are these things that my body and my brain need and Mm -hmm. i just keep pretending like they don't exist and then facing consequences to that so (laughs) oops and it's, you know, all these things that I'm, I'm re- coming to realize, they're like symptoms of an underlying problem. That's what I keep saying. It's like, you you can't just like put band-aids on all the symptoms and then expect the problem to go away. So I'm, you know, we're starting that mental health journey. Journey. See if journey. I can be better. Because I feel like I can be better. I feel yeah. like I like who I am. And it's debilitating to not, because it's not even like, it's not even like I just put off the things that I, that bore me like those are harder yeah but I like haven't done I've done stand-up like once in the last like two or three months and it's like it makes me sad I'm right. like I feel better when I'm doing this but I can't bring myself to do it it's really hard to explain but anyway yeah no I, I it's it's so funny though hearing yeah. you say that because that's exactly how I feel all the time like mm-hmm. I am just I I like start crying because I'm like I have so many things that I want to do, but like, at least for me, it's always just an overwhelming feeling of like exhaustion. And like, Mm -hmm. I can't do that. Like, if I try to do that, I will not be able to actually. No, you become emotionally overwhelmed just like trying to think about about doing it. Um, Yeah. Dude, yeah, you should probably be evaluated. Not to diagnose, you should probably get evaluated. (sighs) Not to self diagnose, but something is very wrong. Um, (laughs) For some stuff. (laughs) <laughs> no i i get that and i mean that's another thing that's been pacing me off is i'm like so for for all the listeners that don't know i am actually moving out of california back she's up. coming just to live with me to live with bean i'm bedroom. moving in with bean actually she doesn't know that yet i'm moving in with her you're welcome to try let's see how long it lasts <laughs> i bring my little sleeping bag i'm like all right yeah. this is I'm my just, depression like, step corner. on you yeah like, hey, <laughs> that morning. was my depression corner you can't have it you can't it's my moldy coffee cup. You can't throw it away. <laughs> um, I'm attached to it. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so the process of moving is 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 probably the scariest Holy thing ever. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, I did that in September. It was awful. Exactly. And it's just like, anyways, like that process is overwhelming. But also the fact that I'm like, I need help. I need to find a healthcare provider. I need to find like a regular therapist that I can visit mm-hmm. consistently. And I can't really do a ton of that stuff until I, like, actually live there. And so it's that horrible thing where I'm, like, I'm in this, like, purgatory, like, waiting period where I'm, like, okay, like, we got to start moving somewhere, but I don't know how and I don't know where to start. I'm, like, dude, it's a different situation, but that's where I am, too, because, like, I, like, March 1st was the soonest appointment I could find. Yeah. And I'm, like, okay, February is... And I was so sad. I literally, like, cried and cried after that primary care provider appointment. Because I was like, I know historically that February is my worst Your month. worst Every month. time I, like, get so down. And so I was really hoping I would start the process in February. Yeah. But now it's like, okay, February is just a month of waiting, I guess. A month <laughs> of, like, trying to fucking survive. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know what else to do. 
Yeah, I mean, that's what you got to do. You got to survive it, which mm-hmm. is scary, but doable. You've done it before. It is. We've but. survived 23. Oh, so amazing. Far. So far. This will be the 24th. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's it's a lot. And it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, cool. Let's let's get through it. But we're getting through it together. We're getting through it. I'm like, I I gave up on my comedy dream for a month. I'm like, just, you know what? Just for a little I can't bit of time. Do it. I did. I had bit. a gig. Oh, my God. Ooh, okay. Let's oh hear about God. it. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, this person who's really fucking cool. Um, I don't think he would ever listen to my podcast, but... Uh, He's someone in the local comedy scene who runs a mic at a roller rink. And oh, so fun. He's always been that. like super supportive and nice, which I don't know, means a lot to me. Anyway. Most of us are mean to Bean. Yeah. Most people are. It's so easy. <laughs> you know, you look at me and God, she's so kickable. She's so um, kickable. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Why do I want to give her a wedgie? What the fuck? <laughs> um <laughs> Fuck, what was I saying? Yes. Oh, the so, roller rink. Yeah. Yeah. Back when I was doing comedy a lot in the fall and like summer, he booked me for a gig for January 31st. So in like October. And I said yes. And then I fell off in December and haven't right. really gone back to it. And so I was like, hey, is this gig still happening? Like, I haven't been to an open mic in two months, but do you still want me to perform? He's like, yeah. And uh, it was rough, bro. It was <laughs> like, no regrets ever like stage time is always stage time but i just knew after that i was like i can't like force myself to do this while i'm unwell like sure yeah because it'll it won't go well right i will freak out i won't have a good time i like literally ended early because i had a 10 minute spot and i maybe did six minutes right okay thanks guys (laughs) have a good night and you rolled away i rolled away (laughs) i got my free drink immediately so i could forget oh that's smart yeah strategize your free drinks you do you gotta strategize it yeah i mean i I, yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry that's how it went like i'm proud of you you went you did it but like no i was saying it is good so to be able to recognize and be like you know what like this isn't gonna make me feel good right now. <laughs> I just gotta like, I just yeah. gotta do my thing. <laughs> yeah. Um. And it was like still like I such a good experience overall. Like a bunch of my friends came, That's and nice. I was talking with through it with a poor afterwards, and I, you know we were. I was like, it wasn't my favorite day in my life. But, like, there's nothing better I could have done in that situation. Like, it was the right thing to do to, like, take a gig and to, like, get on stage and to try to do the thing you love. And and it's not like I bomb-bomb-bombed, but it was was rough. Right. You tried out your, like, anti-Semitic jokes and it didn't work. I did work try out my lands. anti-Semitic joke. That one actually landed fairly well. Well, you know, a lot of people are anti-Semitic, so that makes sense. It's They're so good. easy. It's so demographic. Easy. Um... <laughs> No, but I, I like cringe about that one the most. I hate doing risky jokes at like uh, at a roller rink. Yeah, I hate doing risky <laughs> jokes to lukewarm crowds. Right, that makes sense. Yeah, it was my first time telling the joke. I did not run it by my, my partner beforehand. Like, <laughs> see how he reacts. Uh, like, woo! <laughs> you have a GoPro like waiting to see his reaction. <laughs> he was sweet. Yeah, he liked it. Yeah, I'm like, sure he would be fine with it. I was like, it can be so much better, and I'm sorry. 
<laughs> so it will not be better, but <laughs> just know that it hurts. <laughs> just know that I'm in more pain than you are. You ever could dream of being. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm glad we're getting this episode recorded. I'm hoping to yeah. quickly bang it out because um, before we get our move started and like start packing up my life, I was like, Brennan, we got to go visit your college chums in New Mexico because it's easier to drive from California to New Mexico than it is Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to do a quick quick little road trip over there um, and see the Grand Canyon on the way, which I'm Have very excited about. I've never seen it. Neither. That's so cool. Dude, my prediction is that it's going to be a lot smaller in person, um, like the Mona Lisa. Uh, <laughs> like a little hole in the ground yeah like, oh. i think that it's been like over um over exaggerated oftentimes yeah. like people kind of they it's over- probably like a perspective trick for like a photo op i've yeah. been saying that for years yeah. so i'm gonna go see in person <laughs> see if that's Grand true Canyon deniers <laughs> <laughs> that's what we are this is just a chalk drawing <laughs> <laughs> it's just a big sidewalk chalk drawing <laughs> I, I like throw myself in it i'm like no watch this i swear you to guys God. think you can trick me <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a sheep. Okay? <laughs> I'm not a lemming. <laughs> Run off a cliff. That's great. <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah, we're gonna go do that. And I assume that in the midst of traveling and then moving and stuff, we'll probably and then you um trying to get a fucking lobotomy finally. I assume that finally. we're <laughs> sorry. We're probably gonna be a little bit um a little bit more of a hiatus in between our episodes. Yes. Uh, you know, and sorry guys, but eventually we'll be able to record in person. Um, oh my god, it'll be fun! I'm so excited. I feel like fun. I do have hope, although my you know mental health it's awful. But I have hope that I can get my shit together with the right help, and then it'll be easier to do things like this. And you'll do be here in person. Like, I'll be here in person. Oh, say, dude, Why? I'm so what are you excited. doing? Get up. Get up. And I'm Get like, where's up. my vape? Where's my vape? But I, said, I threw it out. It wasn't bringing me joy anymore. Hey, <laughs> give me a cigarette. Give me, oh, give me I'm like smoking in bed. <laughs> you set your bed on fire. You don't even move out of it. You're just like, like yeah, oh, I'm warm I'm finally. This is good. Oh, to be warm. But I melting off. <laughs> I've never felt better in my I've life. I've never felt better. I'm so motivated all the time. Um, anyway (laughs) no i think it'll be good and this episode it's gonna be a weird one because we're just but i i think it's good i don't know i I feel good about this conversation it's healthy everyone needs to know what's going on i want people to know because it's so hard to tell people are like how have you been and i'm like honestly not good but i'm happy to be here (laughs) pretty bad yeah that's that's such a good phrase to tell someone because it's the truth it's like i'm not well but i'm here now i'm here and i'm glad i'm glad i'm 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 not trying to die okay i'm trying to throw myself off a cliff right now but like until you get to new mexico not until you get to to, well arizona actually is the grand canyon sorry yeah i don't know where the grand canyon is Uh, yeah i mean it's understandable you're not really smart no i didn't graduate high school and i feel like you know, that you graduated college, though. I don't know how you I did, did that. I did graduate college, but I feel like I just missed out on some weird fundamental fun facts. Oh, uh, dude. Like math. You're uh, talking to Miss, like, doesn't know all the states. Like, I, if yeah. you give me a map of the U.S., I cannot, I can tell you, like, West Coast states, oh, and that's kind of it. Like, That's it's- so funny, because I used to be able to fill in all the states for some reason. My wow. mom, my parents were like, she has to learn her states, but she doesn't <laughs> need to learn her times tables. <laughs> Math is unimportant, but knowing where the states are and what shape they are. 
<laughs> shapes. <laughs> uh, I think it works because together we can come. I I don't even really know my time. Together tables. we can come. Sorry. Well, I I've tried that. I couldn't do it with your face. Yeah, it's like right difficult there, to like... come with a partner anyway, especially your close friend. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry I took this there. Uh, Guys, Bean and I have been having trying to have sex together for years. It's trying, never worked and out. It just like logistically won't work. <laughs> Our bodies are not compatible. <laughs> I can't explain it. It's, it's so impossible. weird. It's kind of like God is just forbidding <laughs> it from happening. <laughs> it's kind of like divine intervention. It's like, no, it's don't. Stop. Ew, okay. Do okay, Ew, that's so gross. Sorry, God. Sorry. Sorry, Father. Sorry, Father. All right. Any last thoughts for our audience? I had tons. My brain is always moving a mile per minute. I'm <laughs> <It makes me laughs> tired. <laughs> Exhausted. I'm so tired. I just like, <sighs> calm down. Oh, yeah. Um, of course. No, any last thoughts from you? Not really. Just, you know. Every day I wake up. <laughs> Every day I wake up and I'm like, That's really? it. It's about all I have to bring. Really? This? And <laughs> I wake up and then I end the day watching Riverdale. And I'm like, what did I do today? Do you want to watch Riverdale? Dude, all these you fuck all these euphoria memes are making me want to watch euphoria i know i'm like i don't think i would enjoy it but like i'm like i kind of want to know what the memes about but i'm like i'm i'm committed to riverdale and quite frankly i can only handle one story at a time i'm like okay. i can't can't watch anything maybe we watch euphoria together maybe that'd be a good that thing would for be us fun once yeah. you're here we can actually watch shit together we, we can, can just do things veg together. out for Dude, hours on it so good at that we're like experts it's, at it we're both really bad at getting up so we sit on the couch and it's like, oh, has it been six hours? Has it? Has it? That's crazy. No. Did we watch all of the Looking for Alaska Hulu series? That's God, crazy. that's still like one of my my like favorite things we've done. You know, it's okay. just like watching something terrible together. It's but then awesome. that last episode made me cry, and I was like, what is this? <laughs> I was cringing, and now what's I'm wrong with me? <laughs> what's so wrong? <laughs> yeah anyway that's what john green will do to you john green will do it to you god bless and good night <laughs> <laughs>